After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like and subscribe. Plenty of Dolphins content. Teddy Bridgewater in New England on Sunday. We'll see how that works out. Also, FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out for the latest content without a paywall. Great articles there from Brady and Mateo Mayorga, among others. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes Water Cleanup. If you have a water leak and can't find where it's coming from, you're dealing with water or mold damage in your home or business, call Michael Robert and his team over at Water Cleanup of Florida. That's at 954-579-0356, 954-579-0356. They're prepared to handle all types of leak detection issues 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, even on the holidays. So reach out to them at WCU, that's WCUFL.com or 954-579-0356. Again, they can handle all of this damage for you. They'll tell you if they can't handle the job. I can speak personal experience on that, but most jobs they can. They're based in Boca. Their service area includes Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram, and also check out their 70-plus five-star reviews on Google, it's WCUFL.com, 954-579-0356. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. And now, today's appropriate episode. Remember that whole guts thing? Down uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got them all banned. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow me at Greg Sylvander. I'm Ethan Skolnick. The Heat are going to be playing in Denver. A little bit of a road trip coming up here. We'll have plenty of content from the road, but we just we don't want to let this go, okay? Because... Often when LeBron James plays now, what he says after the game is actually more interesting than what happens during the game. And that's not his fault, but he, along with Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss, have assembled one of the worst complimentary rosters in NBA history. And with or without Anthony Davis, that team wasn't going anywhere this year, but it has become sad. Okay. And part of it is sad for me because I did cover the big three years home and road. I did get to know LeBron very well. 
I did uh, come to regard LeBron's, uh, not just his basketball ability, obviously, is one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest, uh, but also his basketball acumen, his IQ, his knowledge of the game, of the pieces that fit, of how the puzzle works. Many conversations with him about this over the years. In fact, for those who don't know, just to give you some context here, I was the LeBron writer, okay? I was, you know, after covering him in Miami, Bleacher Report uh, hired me to cover him. In, well, they actually hired me to cover him his last year in Miami, but then when he was, he made the decision to go to Cleveland, I was basically in Cleveland for his first season back in Cleveland. Um, so I have a lot of familiarity with LeBron. I had a lot of conversations with him on the side. I can say that I have not had a lot of conversations with him since uh, leaving Cleveland, although obviously I've seen him at a lot of games, but I, I kind of have a, a window into how he thinks. Um, and a lot of our conversations over the years were off the record. Okay. Uh, whether it was about the Miami heat uh, or elsewhere, when I was up in Cleveland that one year, and when I was going back and forth from Miami, LeBron would often pull me aside to say, what the hell did Ryle say now? Uh, that was a common conversation that he and I had. He was curious about what was going on with the heat and, you know, vice versa. They were curious when I came back from Cleveland about what LeBron was saying about them. So I see this from all sides. And I speak LeBron, okay? And I essentially mean that by I know when he's trying to get a message out, okay? It is like a second language um, because I was on the other side of this. I had a lot of interactions with his quote-unquote people over the years. I knew what messages they were trying to get out through me and through others. And I also know which reporters are used to get those messages out. And so after last night's game, alarm bells went off. And Greg and I are going to try to put this into some context. But let me just read first what LeBron said. And Greg, welcome. Um, I'm going to be, we're going to have a lot more to say here when we get to the second part of this episode, when we debate what, how things would have gone for LeBron if he just hadn't left Miami. But he was asked last night by Dave McMenamin. And with, with LeBron, the messenger is always relevant, Okay. There are certain reporters that LeBron will give better answers to. Um, I learned this in Miami pretty quickly once I got to know him. The same two reporters could ask him a question, but he was going to give entirely different answers to those two reporters. Many times that myself or another one that he had a good relationship with was Mike Wallace would ask a question that others had just asked that he had dismissed or didn't really want to answer or turn the other way. But when we asked the question, because we had developed a relationship with him, he would give a longer, better answer. Okay. He also, with certain reporters, would sort of hint at questions he wanted to be asked, okay? And his people would do the same thing. That's not just a LeBron thing. There's another Heat superstar whose uh, folks around him used to do that stuff all the time, Dwayne. Um, but with LeBron, <laughs> LeBron, it was pretty frequent, okay? And so, the again, the questioner matters. And the questioner was Dave McMenamin. And I can just tell you from that year I spent up in Cleveland, that's when LeBron got to know Dave, that they became close and are still close. Uh, and that they have a very, very good working relationship. There's nothing wrong with that. That's part of what you try to do as a reporter. It doesn't mean you excuse everything that an athlete does, but you're trying to build rapport. So he trusts Dave. And so when Dave is the one that asks this question and LeBron gives this answer again, alarm bells because it makes it seem almost to a certain degree like LeBron wanted the question asked. He wanted to give this answer. He wanted to give it in this building. Okay. A place that he starred before and is in direct contrast to what he's dealing with now in terms of how their front office operates. So here were the, here was the comment, how much longer he will play. Okay. 
Now, LeBron's birthday is coming up. It's December 30th, okay? Right? So, and I, I did a whole one-on-one sit-down with LeBron before his 30th birthday, December 30th. That's how the date rings out to me. So this is why you ask this question at this time. But this answer is lengthy and, in my view, revealing because some of the verbiage that he uses. I don't have a number. I know as long as my mind stays in it, I can play at this level for a minute. Now, that's up to my mind. My body is going to be okay because if my mind is into it, I will make sure my body is taken care of and I'll continue to put in the work. So I'm a winner and I want to win and I want to win and give myself a chance to win and still compete for championships. That has always been my passion. That has always been my goal since I entered the league as an 18-year-old kid out of Akron, Ohio. Look, you don't just say this stuff off the top of your head, okay? This is an answer you want to give. Sorry, that's my side comment there. All right, continue it. And I know it takes steps to get there, but once you get there and know how to get there, playing basketball at this level just to be playing basketball is not in my DNA. You want to ring an alarm bell? Hi, Pat. Hi, Pat. Hi, Spo. Where have we heard DNA before? It's not in my DNA anymore. So we'll see what happens and see how fresh my mind stays over the next couple of years. Also, in a response, I don't know if it was the same answer or in another answer, he used the term, I'm keeping the main thing, the main thing. Now, if you go to fireasonsports.com, you will see a T-shirt there, keep the main thing, the main thing. Why do we have that T-shirt on the store? That is a Pat Riley uh, comment going all the way back to his days with the Lakers uh, and into the Knicks. And it's, it's prominent in his book, The Winner Within. When LeBron left Miami, he started quoting Pat and Spo regularly, even if he didn't realize he was doing it. Okay. But the fact that he uses the terms DNA and keep the main thing, the main thing in that building, when he's trying to send a message to Lakers management, all right. When he the last time he was in Miami, if you don't recall, was gushing about Eric Spolstra. And in, a, and in response to a question from me, again, certain times he will give longer answers. He gushed about Jimmy Butler to me for about two and a half minutes from the podium. This is all intentional. But the one point I want to make is it may not necessarily be about the heat. He may be using the heat as a way to get to the Lakers. And so, Greg, I did have conversations with people in Los Angeles last night late, okay? People who cover the team, some who covered LeBron in Miami are now in L.A., others who just have ties to the organization itself. And we are all in agreement that this is basically to send a message to the Lakers, okay? Yes, I signed your extension, okay? But I'm going to make your life miserable if you don't trade those first-round picks and get me some help, okay, soon, that, to me, that this is—I know Heat fans are going to look at it, and we are—we are—we are getting into it because he did say it in Miami. He didn't say it in Orlando. He said it in Miami. There's a reason for that, okay? But I think, and, and they believe that this is basically about the fact that Rob Polinka promised him this offseason, and Jeannie promised him, the owner of the Lakers, that they would do everything they could to upgrade the roster. My understanding is they had an opportunity to get Kyrie Irving. They would not give up the extra first round pick. They have two first round picks down the road because they have to trade them in, you know, opposite. You can't trade them every year. You have to trade them every other year. And then there were, of course, is the Buddy Heald and Myers, Miles Turner conversation with Indiana. You would have to trade the two first round picks. And I think LeBron is sending a message to the Lakers. Trade I'm going to make your life miserable picks. if you don't trade those picks. Is that, before we get into the Miami angle on this, to me, that's the primary reason for this. Do you agree? You're 100% right. Like, I obviously, I want to 
go down the Miami Heat angle of this more than anybody, but I think it's absolutely a message to the LA front office. Like you better use those damn picks and get this roster better. When you saw the four guys starting around him, it was embarrassing. Like when I just, I just look at him and how great he is. And, you know, he even said like uh, another part of his comment was like, he didn't want to be just playing basketball from a team aspect on it. Like he basically called out his roster sucking, like in it, like I'm paraphrasing. Um, And so it sucks to watch him waste these years when you know, he's good enough to, 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 to do something. And so this is putting pressure on the Lakers, but this is a tough part because if Anthony Davis, you don't understand what his health situation is. Are you really going to sacrifice those two picks? How much better do you get? So, you know, this is the, for heat fans out there, uh, and we're going to transition more to, I think the Miami angles of this and, and talk about some, uh, some fun uh, debate worthy stuff. LeBron James signed a max level extension, which the way that those are, are, are mapped out. The date that uh, he is the soonest he can be traded is February 14th. The trade deadline is February 9th. So LeBron James is not being traded. So like anything that we're thinking about as it relates to LeBron moving him out of LA to anywhere else, that's not relevant until this summer. Um, But this 1 million percent is relevant for the Lakers front office to do something with those picks, throw caution to the wind. And I don't know that they're going to do that. There were reports out today that they're basically saying, we're not going to make big changes here. We're going to kind of let this ride out. And to me, it's a shame if LeBron doesn't find his way to a title contender because he's still, he's still Bron. I mean, well, what he's good I mean, he enough. Almost beat, he almost beat the Heat by himself last night. I, I, and, and I, as as we're speaking here, I mean, they they came reasonably close at the end of the game. Here's what I will say about this as it pertains to the Lakers. Okay, I never liked the move to the Lakers for him, um, for a lot of reasons, and, and it was not about basketball. It was it was about uh, Space Jam. I mean, and not just Space Jam, but everything around it. It was about being in that place and look, if he just wants to make as much money as possible and you're talking about a billionaire now, okay. as somebody who came from where he came from and the way that he has empowered and also rewarded his friends and the people around him who have been instrumental. I mean, they, it's not just him, the Maverick Carter, that group has done a tremendous job around him. Okay. Regardless of what he fans think I was around it enough to see. Okay. So I, I give them enormous credit for that. And, and the, the Lakers situation, you know, it, it is the Lakers, he did win a championship there. We, we can't call it fraudulent if we're following the Heat because then the Heat's appearance in the finals was fraudulent. And I understand Dragic was out and Bam was hurt, but it's a championship, okay? Toronto's championship is not fraudulent just because KD and Clay got hurt. You win a championship, you win a championship, okay? It is what it is. But when you look at the Lakers situation specifically, I never liked it because LeBron deserved to be the head of his own franchises, and, and in L.A., it's still about Kobe. It's still about Magic. He's, LeBron's never going to be first there. And this is probably going to end badly. Like, I yeah. always felt it was going to end badly. And it is – and, and he, he, he can't duck this. It is partially his fault. He, he signed off on the Westbrook trade, which was the oh. worst possible move to make at that time. It doesn't fit anything that he's ever talked about, about needing shooters around him. It almost seemed like he went for a name. I know from being around LeBron – Russ's kids and LeBron's kids would play together. This was more about, this was a friendship move. This was a name move. 
it, it wasn't a basketball move. Like, and, and, and it was, it was away from, he didn't have the people around him to help him make those decisions. And I'm not just talking about Pat and Spo and Andy, but I'm also talking about others that he had around him over the years, like a James Jones, who was in his ear in Cleveland. And we see how good a general manager James Jones is. He didn't have those people in LA to kind of guide him. This doesn't make sense. And he's also, he had Kobe's former agent is the GM of that franchise. Okay. I don't know that he's equipped to be a general manager. All right. Agreed. Right. And Jeannie, they don't want to spend into the tax. Like we talk about the Arisons, the buses have never wanted to spend into the tax. They're not really, they don't act. They've never acted really like big market owners. Okay. Even though they have one of the most valuable franchises in the world, I'm not just talking about in, in basketball, but in all sports, so it's almost like they just left LeBron to his own devices and, and LeBron messed up. Okay. Yeah. So I understand that being intransigent here, but also a conversation I had with David Griffin when I went to Cleveland and with Kobe Altman, who's now the general manager at the time, he was like fourth on the totem pole. And they said, look, when you have LeBron, you do everything you can to win with LeBron. He's generational. You do whatever you can. And the moves that, that they made up there People want to knock on Cleveland, but they went out and traded Deion Waiters and got J.R. Smith and Timothy Mozgov, and that got them to a finals that year, and they continued to make other moves to tweak they it. Followed they, the trade, blueprint, they followed the blueprint, Ethan. followed the blueprint in Miami. They, they traded Andrew Wiggins in that first pick to get Kevin Love, and even though that wasn't perfect, they, it resulted in a championship and multiple finals appearances, and probably if Ky- Kyrie and Kevin don't get hurt that first year, they probably beat the Warriors that first year. So I, I, I think that, you know... I, Look, one criticism of Miami as we pivot to them was they didn't really do everything they could for LeBron that last year. They amnestied Mike Miller. They brought in, they tried to go cheap with Michael Beasley and Tony Douglas and Eddie Curry. Okay. When you have LeBron James, you maximize you you, as long as you can. And there's the same thing with Chicago with this idea that Jerry Krause may rest in peace, thought he was responsible. No, you have Michael Jordan. You maximize. Like these are generational. Like we just, I mean, we've seen, you know, Pele passed away today. Like if Pele was on your roster, you add the best possible players to Pele. Okay. This yeah. is, these are one Kobe too. I mean, like you saw how the Lakers did with Kobe. He didn't have great rosters all the time, but like that was consistent that they tried to at least rebuild around him multiple times. And I think if, I think if Jerry Buss was still alive and I think if Jerry West was still in charge, they would but they're not the same organization anymore. And so I think that they, I think if I'm them and we're going to pivot to the heat here, but if I'm them, I trade the picks. I I try to, I try to squeeze as much out of this as I can, because uh, look, you're still the Lakers. Okay. So you trade the picks, you bottom out. There's going to be some future budding star in two years, three years, who is going to want to play in LA to try to rebuild the late, the Lakers legacy. They may not be of LeBron's magnitude, but there will be stars, top 25 players who want to play there. I would trade the picks and make LeBron happy. That's what I would do. It's either that or LeBron may say, I want out this summer. Uh, so let's pivot to that. We're going to do that after the break. This is a three part episode, but I do want to get to that because I, I want to, I want us to talk about this question. Like if he wants out, like is Miami a viable place for him? Because I think it is actually, um, but let's, let's get to the next uh, part of this. Do you want to mention our sponsors, uh, our betting partner and our gambling partner? Our gambling partner is better edge. Go to better edge. That's B E T T O R edge.com. 
Use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. Get $20 to play peer-to-peer gambling. We run contests. It's just a whole lot of fun, okay? So go to betteredge.com. It's legal in 45 states, including the state of Florida. Use the code 5RSN. We mentioned prize picks. Want to thank everybody. Lots of signups lately. Use that code 5, F-I-V-E. Pair two, five, two, three, four, five, six players together. You can download it from the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store, or again, prizepicks.com. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Uh, as we speak tonight, we got to have a dog of a Thursday night game. The only reason to watch that thing is if you're playing prize picks. Okay. Cause fantasy basically is over for most people for the seasons. So go to prize picks, use the code five F I V E. This show is sponsored by better help. What's the first thing you do. If you had an extra hour in your day, go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, How would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, let's get to the, the second part of this episode, which is, could this ever actually happen with Miami? Now, you've already mentioned the first part. He can't be traded this season anyway, so that's out the window, okay? So I'm just going to tell you what I know from his perspective, or at least the people around him, and then we can get into Miami's perspective on this and whether they would actually either side would actually want this to happen. The first thing is, I do think LeBron's priority is to finish with his son, Okay. I mean, that goes back to conversations I had with him a long time ago, and he has spoken about this many times since, okay? So I don't know that 
that Miami's going to be in position to draft his son. <laughs> um, his son is going to get overdrafted because of this prospect. And to me, that's part of the game here is that LeBron wants his son to get overdrafted. And so there's going to be this, this carrot dangled out there that if you draft my son, I'm more interested in coming to play for you. Um, so I don't know how that affects it. I can say this though. There are a few players in the league. I believe that LeBron would want to play with who are at the top of their organizations currently. And I think Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo would be right there at the top of the list. I do. I, I, he has tremendous, excuse me, admiration for Jimmy um, as a competitor. And that goes back to his days in Miami when Jimmy was in Chicago and it has continued. And obviously it didn't go down in the 2020 finals when Jimmy nearly beat him by himself. Okay. If you look back at that finals, that's the first thing. I also know he greatly admires Bam. Um, I, I, you know, just as, as a player, as everybody likes Bam, we know that, uh, but I, LeBron really likes Bam. I mean, honestly, if you were to take the one big, okay, that, <laughs> that would be perfect to play with LeBron who wouldn't oh demand gosh. other shots, right. Who would defend and the defense would, that could happen could, in waves, co- cover the stuff that LeBron doesn't want to do anymore. Totally unselfish, great team guy. I mean, he's, I, I handle the ball at times. He is perfect. Okay. So I can tell you right there that as far as Miami having the types of players he would want to play with, that is in in place already. I can also tell you, and I can't speak to this as much in the past couple of years, but I just know from when I was around more that it had thawed in terms of LeBron's feelings towards Pat. Okay. Yes. No, that, that relationship, as I understand it is as repaired as, you know, both a ways. long distance relationship can be both ways, both yes. ways, both ways. And, and the admiration for Spolstra, which I think grew over time. I, it's been described to me that, that Spolster is LeBron's second favorite NBA coach. He loves Ty Lue, okay? But that Spo is right there, all right? So I just want to I want to be clear on that, that, uh, that he's right there too. So they have all of that in place, okay? The stuff with the fans to me is irrelevant. Um, LeBron's Completely a- irrelevant. LeBron did thank them, by the way. Nobody remembers this, but I was at Bleacher Report at the time. He actually, uninterrupted, was part of Bleacher Report. I don't know if it still is, but it was. And he did send out a video when he came back that day thanking the fans through uninterrupted. It was just that for a lot of Heat fans, they didn't pay any attention because it was too late. And I I agree that he didn't handle it correctly. Uh, But all of that to me is garbage, okay? I mean, Dolphin fans... (laughs) <laughs> literally Ricky small Williams fry shit. Come on. I mean, Rick, Ricky Williams disappeared into a tent. Everybody said they couldn't stand him. Yeah. I, all he was doing was smoking weed. He came back. Okay. And he was cheered. The first, I, it, That stuff is stupid. Okay. But, but let me just ask you this. All right. Real quick here. Do do first thing, how exactly would this happen? And second, do you think there would be any hesitation on Miami's part? If they didn't have to move Jimmy or bam to do something like this. Oh my gosh, zero hesitation. I think that this is the exact thing. Um, I actually like almost wanted to dust the pen off and write a column about how right now LeBron James and the Miami Heat player and organization, I don't know that you could find two that need each other as much as they could right now. Um, If they wanted to extend their legacies and get a couple maybe one more, two more championships as they ride off into the sunset. Um, So that is... Uh, in place the pieces would be in place here's the other thing 
once we get into this summer, guys like Tyler Hero are available to be traded. Guys like Kyle Lowry are now an expiring contract. Um, so things start to change in that way um, in terms of – or would Kyle be expiring? I think he would, right? Well, Kyle's expiring, yeah, after this summer. Yes. Yes, exactly. So, um, so to that point, I just think that there would be more pieces in play. Uh, the 2023 pick, obviously, once once that gets behind you, you're getting closer and closer to this 2025 situation getting out from underneath you. Um, so they would have additional assets, but it would be more about LeBron saying that's where I want to go. I think that there, if he were to just open the market to the entire league, they could be outbid. But LeBron right. doesn't doesn't necessarily operate like who the highest bidder would be is who he would go to. Cause I think it would be under the kind of the premise of this is a, a, a short-term thing. Cause once my son is drafted, I want to go play with my son and that f- to be the way that I end my legacy, which I think is super cool. Like come to Miami for two years, LeBron like that. We could do that. I'm fine with it. And then at Miami trade all their future picks to be able to move up to get a number one overall pick to take his son probably about 30 spots before he would otherwise be drafted. Um, my, my thought on this is that LeBron should finish his career. I mean, his son is a whole nother matter, but if he's, if it's not about his son, he should finish his career in a familiar place where he can win. And there are only two of those It's Miami or Cleveland. Th- those are the two places that make the most sense. Um, he could totally change the whole view of his time in Miami if he came. And honestly, he should finish in Cleveland. I mean, if he's not going to finish in Miami and they have a young core, like, I mean, you know, again, mechanics of cap and all the rest of this, but even if they just kept Mitchell and Mobley with LeBron, they would give him a chance to win long-term, even if Allen and Garland were not there, but they have those pieces on the roster too. So I just think that that, you know, those are the two places that make the most sense. People ask him, why would the Lakers do this? Again, they could be outbid, but LeBron's not going to go somewhere he doesn't want to go. Like, you're not sending LeBron, you're not sending LeBron to, uh, no, no offense, but to Sacramento, you're not, you're not, okay? I could see Philadelphia in the mix if maybe you wanted to play with Embiid. I could say there are some, but LeBron's not going to finish his career in yeah. Boston. It would okay? all be prearranged, though, Ethan. Ex- exactly. All right. We had another debate we were going to get to, but we're kind of out of time tonight. So I think we're going to save this and maybe we'll do it on a floor is yours, but I'm just yeah. throwing this Let's out there. Let's do it live for the Let's do it live. Folks. And I, but I appreciate um, everybody. We just want to talk about this tonight. Cause you know, we probably were all over the place, but I, I just, I don't, I, I don't think it's happening, but I don't think it's crazy. Like I, I don't, I don't think it's a totally because he did what he did in Miami making those comments for a reason. Not only did he play on the second night of a back to back, but then he, which he doesn't always do, particularly in Miami, but then he made the comments afterwards. Um, but w- one debate we are going to have is how many titles LeBron would have had if he hadn't left. And I'm just going to tease it because we got to go. But you said that you think he would have more than MJ. I don't. And the reason I don't think that um, is Dwayne's knees, Bosch's condition. I do think that they would have pivoted. We all know that Lowry and Gasol were possibilities that summer. We could have long conversations about that. That was a different Kyle Lowry at the time. Uh, But I don't think it would have happened because the Golden State Warriors emerged. Honestly, I think that this would have been totally different. And this is, one to me, one of the biggest mistakes that has been made in the Pat Riley era. If they had just drafted Draymond Green, like I said in a column on draft night, that night, this is not looking back at it, that night, I think it looks totally different because I think the Golden State dynasty is different. And I think Miami would have had the perfect Battier replacement moving forward and a guy that they could have plugged and played right away. 
You think though, you think more than MJ. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, we're not even thinking and considering that KD could have said, I'm not going to the team that just eliminated me. Let's go down there with LeBron. I mean, the Heat got a meeting with KD in that round of free agency. What if it was LeBron as the only guy on their books that come to Miami? So anyway, we're going to... You think LeBron would have been more valuable to play with than Hassan Whiteside uh, for KD? Anyway, uh, thanks to our sponsors, (laughs) Prize Fix. Use the code 5FIVE, Better Edge, 5RSN. Uh, thanks to our friends over at Water Cleanup. You got the schmutz, they got the guts. Go to watercleanup.com. Uh, we got a lot more to talk about about this. We will get to it on another day. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.